Stories bring lessons, laughter, unforgettable experiences, and memories that far outlive the storytellers themselves. Great stories happen to those who can tell them. This is the Jack and Around podcast, hosted by two-time Academy of Country Music Award winner and master storyteller Jack Ingram. In these open dialogue podcasts, Jack digs into the personal stories of a wide variety of special guests, including your favorite music, sports, and entertainment personalities. And now to introduce today's guest, here is podcast producer Matt Pivato. Thank you, Rowdy Yates. Coming up in less than one minute is part two of a two-part podcast series of episode three featuring world champion bull rider Tuff Hedeman. If you missed it on part one, check the description below for the link. With that said, Jack and Tuff kick off part two with lots of humor, but quickly turns into a pretty serious and, and deeply personal conversation about Tuff's late best friend, the late great Lane Frost, and the grief he still endures over 30 years later. Tuff visits, also visits with Jack about his retirement, plus more. So real quick, some housekeeping notes. The Jack and Around podcast is available in audio across all major audio platforms and in video on YouTube, provided at jackandaroundpodcast.com. And in the description below is a wealth of information about the podcast Jack and Tough, including audio, video, and social media links. While you're there on the website, sign up on the email list to be the first to know about upcoming podcasts. Last but not least, if you enjoy this podcast, I can't stress enough how important it is to subscribe, share, comment, and give us a big old five-star review. Here's part two of episode three. Enjoy. What was that ghost? Hey, man, what was that ghost? Well, the ghost for me was I grew up never having if a girl would even talk to me until I made the national finals. And then all these girls that had been fucking mean to me my whole life, they didn't want to hang out with me. I'm like, first, I'm like, hmm, that's odd. Was that any, anywhere close to the reason y'all got divorced? And I'm not trying to get too personal here, but like, did you? Did she, was it? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> not trying to get too personal, really. But, but did, did you listen to the fucking question? You but was it kind of like? <laughs> are you fucking? Are you fucking serious? Fuck! I rode bulls for a living. I get it. But I was really, trying, motherfucker. I was trying to couch it a little bit. Really, motherfucker. <laughs> Hold up, man. Look at me. I, I'm not gonna be first. Personal, like tough. Are you fucking tough? Kidding me? <laughs> I got married when I was 23, when I was a fucking kid. I got married because I thought I wouldn't, I'd never had fucking girlfriends. Oh, thought, you didn't? You were just into bulls and? I worked through high school. I got so you married. you really weren't good at bull, so when El Paso, where it was a, where it was a, where it was like a, a rodeo kind no, of? No, no, it really was the rodeo was kind of cool. Not really. It's, it's like, rodeo's cool. There's segments of fucking Austin or segments of fucking... Anywhere where it's cool, it's not cool everywhere. It's a it's an isolated thing, you know. So it wasn't like you walked down the halls of high school and it was like, oh, there goes tough. No, well, the first two years I went to high school, I went to a Catholic all boys school, and the only time that being an ugly motherfucker came in handy was going to Catholic school. Because <laughs> the priest didn't school, want to fuck you. <laughs> because I'm on my children's life. Oh Twenty years later, the the high school I went to. They, they settled a case with the guy that was a principal for a multi-million dollar sex abuse case. And they weren't the sisters or nuns that ran it. were a bunch of fucking pedophiles. But I was ugly. You felt bad kind of, right? No, 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 no. I was pretty excited. I'm kidding. Like, why don't you want me? And I went there for two years. I made straight A's for two years. And whenever my brother graduated, I told my mom, I said, you know, I'm... 
I'm, I'm, I'm just never going back there. And I say, you can beat me up and do whatever you want, but I'm just not going back there. Yeah. So I went there for two years. And I freshman sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And it and it took me away from the kids I grew up in ele- you know, elementary, junior high, and then I went back to high school. Fuck I didn't know anybody. But I went there and I was so angry for two the only time in my life I've ever been really angry for two years. I just every day I went to school I was angry because they're making me go to this fucking place that they were all boys. I had nothing in common with any of them. They were either Real wealthy. Why'd they want you to go there? Or well, what? But, or what? Well, because they didn't want to play favorites because they made my brother go. Anyway, so the only thing I learned when I went there is that people will never fuck with a guy that they think is crazy. So hold on. And you know why? Because when I go there, I'm there um, the first day. I'm walking down the halls. And when I'm a freshman, I'm like, I'm little. And I've got the thickest glasses in school, which is never fucking cool. Can you not see? No, I'm blind as a fucking bat. Always been blind. Hey, man, that would be why you're real good. So I'm walking down the hall, and the upperclassmen, the the seniors, they grab me. They throw me up against the lockers. They sing a fight song, freshman. I said, fuck you. I don't know your fucking fight song. That probably went over well. So they, no, they fucking (laughs) throw me around, kick me, knock me down. So then they, uh, they walk off and I get up and I'm fine. A couple days later, one of the guys, there was one of the ringleaders, I saw him and he was by himself and there, there was like a gymnasium and it was, it's built on, you've been to El Paso, it's, around downtown it's like built on mountains Mm -hmm. so it's down in like a you walk in to go to the gym and there's just like you know railing and you look down like 25 feet is the bottom of the gym and i walked up i seen that guy and i walked up behind him i grabbed him i grabbed him by the fucking throat and i fucking held him over there and i said if you ever fuck with me again i'll fucking kill you you motherfucker and he's a he's a senior and he's like a big guy, bigger guy. I'm but I just grabbed him, I said, I'll fucking kill you, motherfucker. And so like for the next two years, I'd be walking down the hall, and those motherfuckers, they would just walk to the other side of the hall, would not say a word. I didn't say a word, but I went there for two years. And there was and I had one fucking friend that we weren't even really friends, but one guy I would talk to. I would I would go there go to school, go home, and that was it. Wow. But people people don't don't want to be around a crazy guy. Yeah, man. What are you the most afraid of? The motherfucker who might show up and just light you on fire. The guy who's not afraid of anything. <laughs> yeah, they don't get, you don't give a fuck how big your muscles are. I got a buddy who's got a song about that, and it's – Todd Snyder, and he, he's got a song about how he saw a bully fuck with a bully or fuck with a kid. And he was not cool, but he went up to the bully and he fought him, punched him. He got his ass kicked. And he goes, that's cool. You fuck with him again every day. You're going to have to fuck with me too. And I'll be here until the end. And he never fucked with me. And that was it. And he never that fucked was with me it. again. <laughs> like, that was it. You keep fucking with me. I'll I will fight you yeah, every time. Yeah. yeah just, 
It's kind of that same thing. It's pretty simple shit. Does yeah. that come from being the youngest of seven? No, it was just... Like, was it seven brothers or what was it? It was uh, three brothers, six. three sisters. But when it's cool to be the youngest of seven because you, you, you get a pass because they're tired. Your parents are tired. They're, they've already trade. you know, I mean, your parents have already tried to raise everything perfectly. And, you know, you start with them. the first one, they're always going to be, you're going to be this, this, and this. And it just never works out. And so like half of us were good. Half of us were bad. We can debate that, but we all know who they are. Right. And, but when you're the youngest, they're like, Hey, don't cost us money. Don't embarrass us. Don't, you know, the simple thing. You, you, you don't, you, you don't have a curfew. Just let me know where you're at. What's going on. <laughs> you know, I was the youngest of three. It's the same thing. And like, so, yeah, but, 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 but by the same token, you, you, you never get anything new. You know, you, you, you have hand-me-downs. You don't, you have never anything new. Right. Um, All your jeans have holes but, in but, the but, knees. But for the most part, you know, it's, it's, you're not, if you're the oldest, you're, you're like, in you're in no you're position. you're in you're you're in military school yeah you're in a no way march position. and all that and because but make yeah. us look good yeah, we, if, yeah. You're the, if you're the oldest is make us look good if you're the youngest is don't make us look bad <laughs> well if you're the youngest to me it's like who, who lets their child go ride animals and i always figured that you know what probably not the best thing but you know, if we lose him, hell, we got six more. Yeah. You know. Were your brothers <laughs> into rodeo? My or, older or brother was. Or? My older brothers. Uh, my older brother was. We all did the same thing, but yeah. So you kind of look up to him. Yeah, you know, and he actually was he rode, good at? and he he was a he was a really good bullfighter, and yeah, but bullfighter as in as like a protection guy. Like yeah. When a guy rides, somebody. Side note. Yeah. Side note. Why, 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 why do you, why is it bad to call them rodeo clowns? What well, is, what, well, there's, they're, they're, because they're two different things. You know, you don't call a drummer a guitarist. It's two different jobs. So a rodeo clown is kind of somebody who tells jokes or acts. Where are between, they in the show? But, 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 in, in a show, okay, so. You, 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 you go from like bronc riding to roping to braille racing. So they're like a, they're a little light entertainment In or segue between events. Those are the clowns. Those are rodeo clowns. They're out there fucking around. Yeah. So a bullfighter is really a guy serious. is a, is a guy that who serves as the bull riders protection. Like when a bull throws someone off or when Divert you get their off, attention. it's to like divert, you know, to, to get the bull to, to, if the bull is not all that happy to get them to come at them versus the rider. So, right. So a bullfighter, like say, okay, it's a different what's time. the difference between the lead singer and the guy? That, Anyone else? A lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> I get so it. are you, would, would you be offended? I'm a bullfighter. If I called you, no, I know you, <laughs> I, know I know you're Jack. I, I saw you. I, I don't even want to say it because I'm going to disrespect somebody. I'm like, what? If I call Jack, don't you drive the bus? Okay. No, you're the lead singer. So I sing. I ride in the bus. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's my bus. Okay, so it's the same thing. It's you a know? different thing. Yeah, you don't. So unless you know, yeah. So unless you really know what happens in in, a, in the full spectrum of rodeo, you're not going to really understand the difference because they always called them all rodeo clowns. And then when it started to become a thing, I was like, "What? What's the difference?" And now I know. Well, it's just yeah, they're different. So different job responsibilities. What was his name? Charlie Coffee. Uh, Leon Coffee. Leon Coffee. Black guy. Yeah, he was a bullfighter. Well. He, he was a bullfighter when he was younger and he was a clown when he was older. He evolved. He went from lead singer to the bus driver. And he was cool with that. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I'm, we never had that conversation. Yeah, it's interesting. But, yeah. Okay, so the reason I took a break earlier is because I didn't, because, you know, we've been talking for 45 minutes or so or whatever, how long it's been. And I didn't want to take this lightly. I didn't want to take it when I didn't have a fresh brain. But so your best friends with Lane. Y'all are traveling. Your families probably have Thanksgiving together or whatever. Like, you know, y'all are all tight. What happens when, and you're at the one of the biggest rodeos of the year, right? Haven't shot Yes. Mm-hmm. Was he in the lead? Like, like set up the, how, what was going on? Well, it was, uh, it was 1989 and, um, you know, we were doing what we always do. We were going from, you know, that, that week's a busy week. You know, you go from, you go from by that time you had sponsorships and well, not, not sponsorship, you know, but we were, we were the guys that won everything. Yeah. At that time. One of us. You're like the, Rory McElroy and Tiger Woods. It was and me and Jim and Clint. Showing up for the fan. And, and so, yeah, when we showed up, we were going to win. That's just, it's not being cocky. It's not being arrogant. That was just, that was kind of the fact. And we kind of knew it, but, but we didn't ever act like that. You know, we just, we were, we were excited and happy because it was fun. It's fun yeah. to win. You're living and so, actually living the dream. But but he was having yeah yeah he, he wasn't having the best year. You know he he he'd won a world championship. He'd won NFR. But you know he he was a guy that you know he was he not into it. No no he was very much into it. But you know he'd been beat up a little bit and you know just the nature of the way he the way he rode the way he got off. You know he never got off very well and so. What does that mean? Like he never knew how to yeah, when you, when fall you, off? Yeah. Well, yeah, you have your yeah, hand and your rope and you, use, you have to use rosin, which gives some, you know, makes it sticky so you can hold on better. And the more you use, the more difficult it is to get off. So when it's going bad, safely. you can't get off. Yeah. Sometimes when you, when you want, well, when you're off and you're still stuck. Kind of stuff. I would imagine that you probably used a lot of rosin then too. Yeah, we use a lot. Because <laughs> you don't worry about your teeth. We want to win. It's kind of a win at all costs. But but anyway, he was he hadn't had the best year. And so we get to Cheyenne. I ride and then he rides. He makes a good, he makes a really, really good ride. And as soon as he gets off, he, he hits the ground and 
this bull just kind of what we would call just kind of smokes him, which meaning he's laying down, they just kind of go and they kind of hit him and just kind of don't get him down and like gore him or anything, but just hit him and just keep keep going. Like it's like a drive by, you know. Mm-hmm. You're stand, you're on your bike and somebody drives by on their motorcycle or and, and just just knocks you down, just keeps going. But you get up, yeah, you got a bruise and cut, but it didn't look like anything serious. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it happened, it's kind of muddy and a little rainy, and he, he kind of gets up and as nice as he was, and you know, people have no idea how physically tough he really was so he would never so he gets up and he kind of weighs a couple times and says if he's asking for somebody to come help him that means something's wrong something's wrong so he does that twice and he hits the ground you know and they've got you know very competent doctors and all kinds of emergency people there and they go out and you know they 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 get in, put him on board, and they actually have a a little little mini ER there on on the little triage center. Yeah. yeah, and so as soon as I saw him do that, I knew I knew something was up, and because you knew he doesn't ask for help. No, yeah, and so then you walk out there, and you don't want to get in anybody's way and let people work, and you could just see that something was up, and they take him back and they start working him, and I knew that it was bad, so. They they work on him there a little bit in the at, there at the little makeshift hospital at the arena, and then put him in the hospital. And we take him. We go to we go to the ER, and I get in the, I get an ambulance with him. And I knew I know it's bad. So are you yet to ride? I'd already ridden. You already ridden. I'd already ridden. I was just watching, and then but when we get to the hospital, I'm I go in the ER with him and. They try to, they try to uh, resist thing for a long time, and but he he, you know he he was he was he was he he was gone. What happened? What was it? Well, Did he get well ultimately, what the bullet just kind of pushed him into the ground, and it, right it, right it, here, it, it, it broke a rib and it severed a main artery, and he just, just he just bled, bled out yeah. like right away. And yeah, it's, and was this on the Saturday or the, the Sunday? This was the last day. Yeah, this was the of the finals, and yeah, he actually got a score and won probably third or fourth overall. At the so event. he rode the bull. Yeah, it's just when he got off, and so yeah, it was. Where'd you finish that day? Not that it matters. I. Like in the top ten, I think. So you're done. But yeah, watching. And then so. So your best friend. And as soon as that happened, that was just like my whole world just collapsed, and and it changed forever. How long did it take? Like, okay, so that's when. What what part of the year? Well, that was uh, July, the thirty first, nineteen eighty nine. He's pronounced it. It's pronounced dead at 3.31 p.m. And the coroner was uh, like Radomsky, I think was his, 
I mean, I remember the details like that. Yeah, I remember yeah, that man. shit like it was yesterday. Yeah, man. And I've never been. It's something that you just you don't get over. I'm I'm not over it. I never I'll never be over it. How long did it take you to get back on a bull? Uh, it was July thirty first. Probably a week. So you just went right back at it. Yeah, I, I didn't know what to do. I actually I didn't. Did you talk to anybody? Um, yeah. A guy yeah. I grew up with a little bit. His name's Barry Tubb. I know Barry. He uh, he went with me the first place I went. So y'all were fr- we all friends from rodeo? You and Barry? I've known Barry since I was seven years old. Yeah. So y'all rodeo together? Yeah. And so yeah. He came up with me. The first place I rode again was in Casper, Wyoming. And like after, like you don't you don't even want to do anything when something like that happens. Mm-hmm. Or for me, you know, because you don't know what. Anything. Were you married at the time? Oh yeah. Did, could your wife provide any comfort, or or was it just? I just felt lonely because he was. Yeah. He's your guy. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. I I never really had anyone like that ever, so like a soulmate kind of, just a fucking dude that just knew you. The 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 cool thing about him was, and and how I became such good friends with him, he would tell me shit that I'm like thinking to myself, fuck, I would never say that. I would never tell anyone how I was really feeling. Like you're gonna really gonna be a pussy. But but he was. <laughs> He was he was a guy that like when he went through some stuff that that he never told anyone that like you know when you see somebody that's successful and you think well it's all it's all great but there's always something for you know everybody has something that that's that's not good and he would say things and and what he what he what he felt and I'm like holy fuck I I never would have the balls to say that to anybody because it just I don't know you'd just be afraid to be that to be that open and honest and so that's I got I I, I learned that kind of thing from him and just uh, yeah well nobody really could is part of that why you like music so much it was a very personal thing is part of that why you like music so much or songwriters yeah I I, I did and how I did the, the music deal was like whenever my son started you know, he was my oldest son, Robert Lane. He was just like a wonderful kid. Charlie's the one that introduced him to music. Mm-hmm. And when he started, Charlie Robinson that, was friends with with um, Barry. With Barry, yeah. That, that's how I met. That's Charlie. how you met Charlie. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so it, it's kind of funny that way, but yeah, it, it's it's just a it's it's a, it's just a different. It's that openness of like if you write a song and you go, "Whoa, I would never." Well, yeah, he, he you know, Lane would tell me things that he he told me things like, "Holy shit," thinking I I could never say that. Give me an example, if you got one. Just I, something that, be, like, man, where he's I, like about chicks. Yeah, well, about more, something more personal than that, like family stuff that I would never disclose to anybody. So, so he was he would let you in on the real shit. Yeah, like the the shit that I would say. He say, "Yeah, what's going on?" I would say, "No, nothing. Everything's good." But 
he knew everything wasn't good. And when he said that, uh, and what, what you, I would ask did you, him, did you open up like, to him? No. You no. son of a bitch. No, because I didn't, you know, I just didn't. I did. Did it, after he passed away, did it make you wish you had, or do you do that um, now? Well. You know what I mean? Not, 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 not necessarily, you know, but all I know that I was, I was better in every way as a person because of him, because he, he was pretty much the one that taught me it's, you're supposed to be fucking good. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to be nice to people. Yeah. It's okay. And, and, and I, I wasn't malicious or mean by, by nature. It was just like, I was always like, you don't give a fuck about me. I don't give a fuck just about you. It's one dimensional. I'm going to beat yeah, you. Yeah, I just don't. And when know, we're done, we're done. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. You know, I just don't. But it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, that was just how I was, you know. And, but That's he, not how you are now. No. But what, but what he taught me is that, hey, meet people, engage people, get to know people, and you, you'll, you'll really, truly be amazed and you feel better about just knowing other than something that isn't about you. Yeah. And he was, he was a, why he wanted to, he was a pretty driven. He was driven as you? As selfish, you know, one selfishly, he wanted this, that, and the other, but he never, he never really made that an open priority that, you know, but he, he had a little more, he had a little more uh, polish than I did. I just didn't give a shit, you know. I, I, I didn't, I didn't ever try to pretend to be something that I didn't think I was. That's right, but you were attracted to him in a way that yeah, because you saw what that was. Yeah, and so, but but I learned, you know. Hey, it's 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 a. It's uh, it's pretty fun, pretty cool to to meet people that are completely different from you, that do different things, and you know, just kind of part of growing up. And see, part of why you said earlier that you just love meeting people that are the best at what they do, or that really strive to be the best at what they do. Is that like, was that kind of the sensibility that he had, like? that you might've picked up from him, like where you go, well, man, seeing people who really, wh whatever field we're in that really want to be not the best, but like the best, well, any, not, to, any, not any, as a bragging, right? Any, any, a, no, no. Anybody that works their ass off to be good at something. Yeah. And you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be the best at every, I mean, I'm just a fan of somebody who just, puts in the time, effort, and energy to do something and sit, sitting around waiting for somebody to, waiting for their ship to come in and they ain't even in water. Right. You know, it's Should like, ship ain't and they're, they're always, you know, it's always somebody else's fault. It's, you know, we, we all can go back to have a million reasons why we never made, made it. Yeah. You know, you can blame it on your family. You can blame it on, you know, the, we, we were lucky enough to be 
to figure out, you know, it was personal responsibility. So that next week after he passed away, so suddenly on Sunday, mm -hmm. on a championship Sunday, and you decide, I'm sure there were plenty of conversations with you and 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 uh, your buddies, two, mm -hmm. the two other guys you rode, you, you rode with. What are the names again? Well, you, you got to, and you, my my buddies are like, they're 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 both quiet, quiet, not. So yeah. they're cowboys. They're cowboys. You, you, You're not going to get it out of them. No, yeah. They, but, so did y'all talk they're, about they're, it? They were good. What are their names what, again? What, I'm sorry. Jim Sharp. Jim Clint Sharp. Monger. And Clint yeah. Monger. Yeah. So are y'all traveling next week together? For whatever reason, I went by myself to mm -hmm. the first place. And then uh, Barry went with me, but it was horrible. I, I got on. I rode. I got off. I cried for... Did you ride the bull? I, yeah. I was like on autopilot, yeah. But what was I, it like to get on there thinking, w w did that even cross your mind? I'm crying the whole time. So you're really distraught. Like tears are running down my eyes the whole time. And I get off and I go cry for about half an hour was it even by worth myself. It? Or was I, well, it just... I didn't know what to do, but that's that's all I really knew. And I'm like thinking, I know that I'm, I just put myself like, if that was me, you know, I would never want them not to go do what we do. But was there also a part of you going, but, but why? But, well, yeah. You, you <laughs> but question why, everything. Really why? You question everything. It's, it's just a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a very, it's a very miserable feeling. Yeah. And your buddies felt the same way? Yeah, but they were, they were like quiet, tight lipped, you know, just never talked about it. Have y'all ever had a, moment a night where you go no, out and drink just, whiskey and just not, not really we, punch we, each other well we, we always talked about just we, we just talked about you know fun shit and you know we, we never we never really got into it you know poured whiskey on a grave and not, all, not, the, all not, the silly shit that guys do not really uh, do you wish for it um i would just i was just miserable for a long time yeah like, is it still really rough? Well, it's not rough, it, but it's there. Yeah. It doesn't go away. But he was... He was... Man, it sounds like he was a... He was gold, yeah. And I don't say that, like, trying to be whatever. Because the reality is, like, everybody thought he was their best friend. He was that guy. Yeah. Because he, he just was. And I'm not the only one, but... Uh, yeah. But you were his best friend. Well, I was probably in the top five. Maybe. <laughs> no, I don't know if I was. You were the only guy he wanted to beat. Uh, well, he at the time. But but then we go to the NFR, and it was just and and I and I'd been doing what, but I, but I told myself, you know, I I would I would actually I had to win this really for him, and I really believe that. And we go through the week and. We get to the last day, and a friend of ours asked me in the alley, say, oh, yeah, can you win it today? And I said, no, I can't. And the reason I said that is because Jim Sharp was in the lead, and he had ridden nine in a row. Mm -hmm. And at that time, going over three years, he had ridden 23 in a row. Before Jim Sharp came around, 
he'd be, he'd, nobody ever wrote 10 in a row. So he'd already wrote 23 in a row. That'd be like yeah. an artist having 20 number, number ones consecutive in a row. <laughs> be like number ones. Yeah. Like, like number one, number one. Like there's no way you're going to beat this right. guy. And so for, for me to win, Jim had to get bucked off, which he hadn't done in the previous 23 times over three years. And I had to win second. I said, so no, I can't. There's no way. You had to win second place? I had to win no less than second. But no less than second. Second or third. If I won So you fourth, were in the lead, points-wise. I was, or, yeah, I think I might have been. Or but might he was not on a roll. But, but I get it. after it's all added up, he would have won. Mm -hmm. If he stays on, I'm like, he's, he's 23 and 0. So he's going to be 24 and 0. So I ride mine, and then I was so excited that I stayed on and whatever, and so I ride him, a, you know, longer, whatever. That's the thing I've seen a yeah. thousand times where and you so, rode yeah. eight and seconds so, for him, and, and, eight and seconds I, for you. Yeah, and it was it just happened, and so then Jim gets on, he gets fucking slammed, and then I win. And I couldn't believe it. But like when I got off, I never, like I was, I'd never been, I'd never been so sad and so happy at the same time. But did it, it bring was, you any, it, any solace, any peace? It did to a certain degree, but you know. Your buddy still ain't there. Yeah. It was, it, it was still, no, it was a long time. That's a long time. You know, he was, he was just, he was, he was a one of a kind dude. Mm -hmm. So the rest of your career was still badass. Were, were you always riding? What, where, after your, after your best running buddy passes away like that, and I assume that there were, there were other buddies of yours running buddies that also got injured badly maybe like were there other guys that were close to you that while you were still in your prime that that made you second guess it like that passed away or died or no yeah well it, it, it was funny because after that and you know jim and i you know we we traveled together for a couple of years and then you know we all flying planes together. We all ride, ride driving together. How are we all oh, traveling? Oh no, no, we like after that. You know, Jim and I bought a plane. We had a plane. And we flew for a couple of years, and like he's a Jim Sharp is one of the best guys ever. Mm -hmm. And so we we I continued with him for for a couple of years, but then after that, I I started just doing my own. That was when we started the PBR events and. I spent just more time working on the organization of, of, of that. What was the other guy's name? Uh, Clint Bronger. Clint. Where, where's and, Clint? And I always feel bad about Clint <laughs> Bronger because, you know, even Where's like, Clint now? When like, they had, at this time, in 90, 89, Well, 90. then he was there. And, you know, what, what sucked is, like, it always pissed me off. It was like they never even, like, in eight seconds because – 
you, you try to put together. It's a shitty deal, man. He was he was ninth in the batting order, you, but he still was a pro. But but you put <laughs> you you put together a guy's life, and you got an hour and forty five minutes to do that, and you can't put in everything. Yeah, and like like the making of eight seconds was the most one of the most challenging things I'd have ever been around in my life. I bet you wanted to have so much control and you couldn't. Well, they actually, the, the director who was a guy that directed Rocky and he had won an Academy Award and they were, they were shooting a scene. I walked out in the middle of shooting. I said, fuck this bullshit. You can't do this. So they offered me good. I'm how, mu how much, how much money will it take for you just to leave and never come back? I said, you don't have enough money, you motherfucker. You're talking about my best friend's story. And that's exactly. <laughs> and so Luke Perry takes me back. He said, dude, just just trust me. I will. And Luke Perry is the only reason that it just didn't turn out a complete shit show. I'm sure, man. Every, yes. Oh, yeah. Every cliche in the book oh, is he, silliness. Man, every, yeah. every music, movie I've ever seen about music. I always say, you know what? The bed. <laughs> if the shit, if, the, if, if it's no good the way it was, then don't do it. Yeah. Don't make up your bullshit to make you so think Clint it's wasn't entertainment. In it. He was completely cut. And was he a part of the PBR? Uh, yeah. Good. Well, yeah, he was part of. Yeah, he was. But not, but not the not what he should have been. Well, what what he should have been. I get it. Cut it off. Okay. So if you build, if you if you if you have a group of fucking twenty guys, yeah. hey, we're gonna go do this. You know, two or three guys do all the work, and the rest of them say, "Where's the beer? What's fucking for dinner?" You that's know? the way it goes. But that's fine. You don't. Yeah, man, it's just the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. And everybody who does their part, whatever part they did, lives with the they consequences of how that shows. Well, up. they they, they ever get, yeah, they all got paid. So anyway. So when did Bodacious hit enter the scene, <laughs> enter your world? Was he always there? Was he? Was he? No, no, but you know. A bull, you know, they start usually bucking bulls when they're maybe two and three years old. And they start, you know, they're what's their enough. life? What's their span of being an athlete? At two well, or three, they're they, retired. They, they start to be, by the time they're four, they're like college athletes. So five or six, they're. Getting close and so to down. five, six, they're they're veterans, and by seven or eight, they're done. They're gone. Yeah. And so Bodacious came around, and what year? Oh, that would have been probably be, you know, early nineties. And they rode him a few times when he's younger, but he's a big, kind of clumsy, whatever. But whenever, whenever he grew up and became very became mature and filled out. He was, yeah, he was a monster. As a writer, are you aware of these young? Not really, unless there's something exceptional. And, you know, he really wasn't, but he was a big, you know. Yeah, big but, but, but once he grew up, you know, he just the way he, his style, the way he bugged, you know, he, he had a tendency to be, dangerous to the majority of people that were writing because <clears throat> he, he he had some movement and some athletic ability and 
really unique that you come up, which tends to make a guy get lean back, and then as his you know front legs came down, had a force that would just bring him forward, kind of of a down draft, and, and he'd come hit up people. faster than you. and so so he was just very dangerous. Did you know this? I I didn't really know it until you know I saw him around, and then I'd got on him a couple times, and this is you know he'd already grown up, and he was like a big badass, and so I was okay with that. The way I rode, I, I, I wasn't susceptible to most, you know, the way most guys rode because my, my style was a little more, I, I stayed forward a little more. It's like. So you were uh, having it, a ricochet yourself. Well, it, 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 simply like if you're sitting here playing a guitar and you're back here and you're playing like this. And so, or you're sitting here playing like this, like when you're riding, that's, a, that's the same thing as the way a bull's bucking. You know, if you're back here, when they come down out of the air, they're going to bring you back here, down there. But yeah. if you're already there, there's not they can only, there, 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 there's, there's not a lot they can do. And so most people just naturally ride back here because this, this explosion, you're getting away. Knocks you back. And you have to have the ability or the, you know, the wherewithal to Is it a forward. mindset or is it it's core muscles? Well, it's, it's, it's something that's taught over, over time. Okay. I got and you. so most people, even the, the really, really good guys, were, were scared of him because I wasn't because – the way I rode, and so I got on him a couple of times, and he bucked me off because I would always be so forward. He, my hand would kind of roll out of my rope, and so he had him in Memphis. He bucked me off. Then I had him in Tampa. He bucked me off, but just because I couldn't hold on my rope, and I told my best friend, I said, "You know, if I can just hang on to my rope, I know I can ride." So I have him in Long Beach, California. Is he like a uh, an adversary at this point? Like something that was on your mind? Like I'm gonna ride. Yeah, that. yeah. Because he was he was a, he was a big yeah. So he's one of the only he bulls a, that you he, were like, man. He, he I was the talk of the town. And yeah, he's a badass. And I go, well, you know, maybe, but we'll see. And yeah. but he'd already bucked me off. But so I ride him at Long Beach. And I'm like 95, like probably the best ride ever I've ever made. And like, and again, it's a, it's a scored subjective event, but I was 95 out of 100. And front, that was probably the highest score I'd ever had or the best whatever. And then I had him a year later. And I think, well, no problem. I'll do it again. But the first, like the first jump, I'm good. And then he just told, he got to where, He'd gotten bigger and stronger to his head back and just sorry. So he's yeah. jumping down and where you think he's gonna come back up naturally, he's well, jumping down and unnaturally comes up before. Yeah, well he got to where he'd throw his head back. Yeah. yeah. He just like come back with just with a force and there really wasn't anything you could do to get away from that. Like 
if I was leaning back to get away from that, when he hit the ground, I would be splat. But if I do this like I normally do, it was splat anyway. So and he just came up with splat as you. Yeah, I just crushed every bone from here to here. Have you ever talked to Rudy Tomjanovich? No, but I've seen him. I've seen him on <laughs> no, but I've seen him on TV. <laughs> you, but, you guys yeah. should have a conversation. And, and I've man. seen the whole deal. And so and the funny thing about it is I remember everything exactly as it happened. Like, Do you remember going? Like, like I got up and I kind of, I was kind of stunned. And they helped me up and I'm walking out. They said, you know, they had a straight. I'm good. I said, I'm fine. So I'm walking with a buddy of Did mine. Did you think you were fine or you knew you were fucked? No, I thought I was fine. You just thought it was like a bad fall? Well, it, well it, actually, I was fine. Because broken bones are fine. Right. I didn't have head trauma. I didn't have concussion. I forgot your tough eatamin. No, I'm just, just saying. A second. I'm just kidding. It's funny because you're right. Broken you bones, fine. broken bones are broken bones. They heal in four to six weeks. And, you know, and so it wasn't like I had internal injuries. So I you weren't scared. No, I'm walking back with my guy and I'm like, initially, you know, yeah, I, it hurt, but it was just like a, just a sudden whatever, but a pop. I was conscious and, and I think just the adrenaline of that, and I'm walking out and I'm telling my buddy, I said, you know, I must not look very good because as I'm walking, you know, I know blood running down my face and I'm walking and I said, tell my buddy, I said, I'm, I must not look very, very good because these people they're like looking at me, they're going like this. And I said, I think I broke my jaw because when I bite down, my teeth don't touch. And he said, yeah, you're, you're okay. And I'm, so we walk back and we start to walk up into the, to, to the. That's a good friend. <laughs> to, to the, you know, to where the sports medicine guys are. And I start to walk in there and Dr. Freeman said, get your ass to the ambulance and go to the hospital. And so I go down to the ambulance. Well, the ambulance guys were already back. Well, like this is the MGM brand and they're ready for you. No, no, they're already back watching the event. Cause they, I'm, I walked out and I'm walking towards the, so they didn't know. like the sports medicine room. And so I sit down and I'm watching and I'm watching Troy done right. I remember watching Troy done right. And so I'm telling my buddy, I, I can just feel my face swelling up. Yeah, and and I've got contacts. I say, hey, help me, help me get these contacts out before my eyes swell shut because my eyes were swelling shut. And they come, they open the door, and I was good. And as soon as they laid me down on the stretcher and put me in there, that's whenever shit started hurting. That's when you the that's, blood rushed back to your head. That's whenever like <laughs> you it, felt that I felt like somebody like who's beating me up. <laughs> and so I woke up a day and a half later and they'd done all kinds of reconstructive surgeries and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I then I dreamed six weeks later at the NFR. You what? I drew him. Six weeks later. So hold on. At the that recovery time was how long? Six weeks. So the next thing, the next event you had was that? Was the national finals, yeah. So you had already qualified. Mm -hmm. 
And you go to the NFR and you, and you draw them again. I go to the NFR not knowing if I'm going to write or not because I go and I see the guy that did the facial reconstruction. I, I see the doctor that I respect the most, and I said, you know, can I ride? And they would, they both said the same thing, you know. You got five titanium plates. You know, I think everybody was wanting them to tell me, no, you can't ride because I'd lost like 25 pounds. And you hadn't ridden a bull, so you weren't like in everyday well, no, shape. Ridden, yeah. No, I was skinny. And they said, well, if you, if you feel like you're okay, you know, if you feel like you're strong enough, then you know, this is fine. If you get hit in the face, it won't be any different if you, there's wire, there's screws, there's titanium. But you put it all back together. If that hadn't happened, it would break your face and be no difference. And so I went ahead and wrote. And in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have because I wasn't very strong, but I still wrote five out of ten. But after the first, you know, half of it, I draw bodacious again. And whenever I came home, my oldest son, Robert Lane, he was four and he didn't recognize me whenever I came home because my there was so much swelling. You hadn't been home since? Well, no, I went, I went home. I was in the hospital for, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, right, a little bit less than a week. But whenever I went back home, he didn't recognize me. And then when, you know, he was four, but he, he said, well, if you ever have, if you ever get bodacious again, you're going to have to chicken out. That's what he told me. I said, okay. So, so when I go out there, I know I've got a one in 15 chance one out of 15 chance of drawing bodacious. And I'm like, well, of course I'm not going to draw one out of 15. What's that chance? So of course I get, I get him again, but so there's a rule that if you don't ride in a particular round, then you have to decline. You're disqualified from the next round. So being the not, being a college educated guy, I'm at, I am. I'm like, okay, so I get on him like I'm gonna ride. And so when the gates open, I just don't. I hang on the back, and the guy holds on to me. So technically, I rode. I rode so I could ride the next night. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I didn't get on him. You didn't. So that was it. That was it. But for him, it was yeah. Because he. he he nearly killed me, and so I wouldn't even give him another chance. And then they retired. So the next time they bucked him was three days later, and he obliterated a guy's face. Did the same thing. Exact same thing. And then they retired him after that. And he said, oh, yeah, you did the right thing. I said, I didn't have to see him crush that guy's face to know that that's what they were supposed to do. Now, what was the, the documentary that I saw on the way out here where – they showed a victorious moment of you riding them again. Well, that, that well, that was before. That was before. Yeah. That was before. Yeah, that was the time I was ninety-five. That was the best ride I ever made. Nobody ever remembers that. They just they, they just remember the, the bloody one. Of course, man. Yeah. The, the now, one. do you remember that in your mind? Do you have any regrets about that? No. Good. No, I don't. No, I don't. Have, I don't have regrets about hardly anything. Well, of course not, but. 
Did other bulls, do other bulls? He was a one of a kind. Botage was just a one like of a kind. Do other bulls replicate that move, that thing where they? Not really. Not really. You know, they just, he was a, he was a freak in that, you know, with his size and, you know, he, he, he was like a, a guy that, like a lineman being able to play, you know, defensive back. Yeah, know? like a Lawrence just, Taylor type. Just a athlete. Kind of a big freakish, did things differently. And he, he was, yeah, he was, he was, he was terrifying to, to most guys. Did he terrify you? I wasn't smart enough to be terrified. Yeah. I thought I could. And I, and you did. I thought I could, and I did once. That's but right. <laughs> I said I was one out of four, but he was, in the end, he was better than I was. But have you ever had a moment where, like a Dateline NBC moment or whatever, like one of those silly moments where you actually had a moment to go look at him and be like, you mother, you son of a. Not particularly, no. I, no. Like just you and him, like. No, Apollo he. Creed uh, and Rocky Balboa. <laughs> no, 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 no. They. You know, again, they're like, their their years like one to four or something like that. So, I, I, I was confident I was I would last longer than he did, and I did barely. Yeah. So, so hold on, I've always wondered what is what is this from? So that's a that's a go round. Like, at the national finals, that it's ten straight days and. If you win that night against, you know, there's only 15 competitors, but they're the best 15 guys. And so if you win that night, you win a buckle. And so that's, that's the buckle I want. Well, man, when you gave that to me at Boss Docks. Yeah, that, and a Pecos buckle, too. And a Pecos buckle. And so Pecos is one of the first rodeos in the history of the world. They They have this debate as to whether Prescott, Arizona or Pecos, Texas was the first major rodeo, but yeah, the Pecos Buckle School. I've always been interested because I, I knew you then mm-hmm. and we, we had become friends through Charlie mm-hmm. from the wolf dance and hanging out on his bus for my mm-hmm. bus. But then I was just playing a bar mm-hmm. in Stephenville and you showed up and you gave me that and Obviously, it it hit me in a way where I go, oh, holy shit! But what made you do that? I wonder. Well, when I, when when I was growing up, and you know, buckles and rodeo, they're they're a prize. If you win, you know, you you win a buckle, and so there are different levels of buckles, you know. But you know, as you get older and you advance, you know, at, at every level that's a sign that you won whatever event, you know? And so when I started winning buckles, like when I was in high school, it it always seemed silly to me that as much as I appreciate winning and trophies, you know, I can only wear one buckle. <laughs> they give you something they don't really need. I get it. And so, like, guys that I worked with, like, when I would win a belt buckle, and, like, I would literally, I would give them to my friends or 
people I liked and like, you know, and my mother, like when I started doing that, she's, she's like, you shouldn't do that. And I'm like, why? She said, well, you're going to want those one of these days. I said, no, I won't. I said, I can only wear one. And so that's just always been me. I would always rather give a buckle to somebody who I liked or, or I appreciated or who was my friend that I would rather you wear it or, or have it than put it in a trophy case at my house. So I, when you could come to my house and I can go say, look how, look what I did. I'm, I'm a big deal. I want all these. And it just yeah. seems so lame to me. I get it. So my goal is I don't, I, I keep very few buckles. I, I don't want any of them. I would, I would rather have somebody else have them or, and I give them to people that, that I respect that I like, or that, or my, my friends, or I think they're my friends or I want them to be my friends or <laughs> whatever. But you know, it, it, if you like it and you know, if not, you know, Give it to the homeless. I, you know, I don't. Well, the I, funny part for me is that. But it's like in rodeo, it's, a, it's the biggest, you know. Yeah, I know. It's a big deal. I've like, shown people that have been in rodeo these, like this it's buckle. A, you know, that's a, anybody's ever done, like ever rodeoed, like if you had to have an NFR buckle that, you know, it's a big deal. I mean, it's a, it might not be a Grammy, but it's a big deal. You know, it's a, it's a big deal in that world because. Well, it's funny you bring that up because. I, it's a big deal. I do have other awards like CMA awards or ACM awards or whatever. And I keep this right up there with the most important things that I've ever. And, I, and I'm giving it to people like, like people I've given to that. They say, you know, and it's not like I'm trying to. It's just people I respect or I like. Well, and, you know, that's what it felt to me. It's, it's what it is. It's I remember not telling a, people like you not, won't I'm believe I'm not trying this. to get you to. I'm not trying to get any free shit from you. I knew that. You know, I say you know, at the hey, time you gave that to me, man. If, I couldn't you know, give you, you any it, free shit. You if, want if you want it, wear it. If you don't, burn it or take it to pawn shop. And you know, I don't. It just yeah. Well, so I appreciate I, it, and I appreciate. I don't it want still. any of them. I I've got a couple like. My boys, who are my, the most thing, that, the proudest thing in my whole life is is my boys. And, you know, my mother said, well, you're going to want those ones. I said, no. Well, your kids might. And I said, well, I mean, I'm 18, 19 years old. I said, well, if I have kids, I'm, I guarantee I'll, I'll take care of them. So every one of my boys... They have a world championship buckle and, you know. You only need one of them. And that's fine. You know, I don't <laughs> need, need you know, whatever. So, I mean, people that, that have them, they, there's some people that people, like, I've given them to people that, like, if you gave me something that, that you had that you did and that would be, to me, that's more exciting than something I did, you know. But I've always been like that. I, I don't want any of them. 
I don't give me that one back. <laughs> That's just not me. It's it's nope. not. <laughs> Yeah, I got a pair of boots like that. I got like, like like I gave I gave him like he's gone and gotten my pair of boots that I wore for twenty years out on the road all the way up mm-hmm. to wherever I got, and he'll go retrieve them because I give them away to people. I give every fucking thing I have. <laughs> like, oh I give God. everything I have away. Like somebody says, "Oh, I like that hat." Yeah, okay, have it. I'll get another hat. I don't, you know, it doesn't shit like that. If it, yeah. if you'll enjoy it, and it's what you got. It's not what you did. Yeah, I get it, man. You know that's just that just is what it is. Hey, everybody, this is uh, one of my heroes, and I'm not real good at beginning or any of these things. But this is tough, Edeman, and man, you're never gonna find anyone better. I mean, on a on a personal level, on a on a professional level, on if you ever want. I hope you enjoy this. All I ever want to do is. All really, all I ever want to do is the same thing that you like, man. Who's the best? Let me go watch them. Let me go figure out what they're doing and try to steal some of their shit. And when I watch you, I you know the, the thing me. is, I've, I've I've never been the best. I I know that. No, I could hang. I could always hang. But you know what? That's that's okay with me. <laughs> it's okay with me. It's not being it's the okay. best of all time. It's, I just it's at those moments where it's where it matters the most you when, came through. When when the guy at the end of the day, in my generation, I could hang with the best. Man. But I was I the best? No, hell no. But I could hang. You you hoisted the, the you hoisted I could the, hang. The final I, belt buckle a couple times. Man. Yeah, <laughs> that's they a pretty were, big they, deal. There were some pretty weak years. But, of course, know. and you choked a few. But who gives a shit? You won a few too. I won a few and lost the rest, and that's, that's life. Right. That is life. I feel the same way, that man. That's life. I released twenty-five singles. One of them went to number one. I'm good with that. You know, <laughs> like we're all in the same boat. There's, right? not, there's not very very many Georges or Bradys in the world. That's right. You know, but yeah. Thanks for hanging, man. Still good to be us. I love you. Love you too, man. I didn't even ask you about your bent finger. Hey. <laughs> It's uh, it's kind of like my brain. It's a little, it's kind of oh, fucked up. Yeah, you can't, you can't make that work. Mm-hmm.